You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for choosing to download this podcast. Once again, just want to remind you guys that you can listen to this show on phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. That's phillygoflow.com at 8 a.m. Sandwich right in between the old school 80s show and the morning reggae show. So once again, as I lay this down for you, remember, get your jerry curls, get your dreadlocks, and in the middle, it's me, talking sports. That's what I do. All right, best in the world sports report, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BITW Sports. Want to bring my guest in, get, bring him back in. I haven't been having some fun talking with one of my favorite people in Philly sports, my man Ron Burke, formerly of CSN Philly, now the new host of his own podcast that will be coming out probably in about a week or so. So right as you get tired of listening to this podcast over and over and over again, Ron's, Ron's new podcast will be out, and you can listen to that until I put out a new one. I think, I, I think, that, I think that'll work. Ron, wanted to bring you in. I want to talk Super Bowl with you. So it, it, you know, here we go. It's Super Bowl. It's not, I guess, you know, it's the week before. You know, it's, it's, you know it's coming. You got, New, you got New England and you got Atlanta. You got Tom Brady versus Matt Ryan. I think a lot of people so far initially are, they're leaning towards New England. But I wanted to ask you a twofold question. One, do you believe Atlanta can pull it off? And two, would you be shocked if they did? It would not shock me, uh, John. Uh, do I believe a- Atlanta can pull it off? Sure, in the sense that, yeah, they certainly could win the game. The Falcons could. Uh, when you, What you've seen them do is, is to be able to, from an offensive point of view, first of all, is to be able to inflict their will on opposing defenses. What they did to Green Bay was criminal. I mean, mm-hmm. they it was it was sad when you looked. Green Bay had no Answer, counter. Yeah for that multifaceted offense. I mean, Kyle Shanahan threw everything at them. He has quality talent at key positions. His quarterback could be league MVP. Julio Jones, you know his deal. Uh, And they have the complementary parts in the run game that make it difficult for a defense that's not incredibly gifted and incredibly well-schemed to figure it out because you have to cover every blade of grass even when they're not playing on the real stuff. So um, I've been impressed with what the offense for Atlanta has been able to do, but also from a defensive point of view, what they've been able to do up front mm-hmm. to kind of dictate to to opponents. And um, Atlanta was a team that as the season went on, seemed to just get that wind. I don't know if it was the second wind or what, but maybe everything just clicked for that team. And they went out there and, um, and, and, and just took it to opponents with attitude, and particularly – in their uh, in their offensive game, so yeah, I think they can. But you know, you're playing against a team too in New England that has the great Tom Brady, that has a coaching uh, a coaching and Bill Belichick staff that mm-hmm. does a real good job of putting you in disadvantageous positions where it makes it difficult for you to exploit their weaknesses. Um, and so, for me, one of the keys would be from the Atlanta point of view against Brady and them is you got to get on those receivers, man. You got to get them at the line. You got to chuck them. You got to hit them. You got to run with them. You got to throw them out of rhythm out of rhythm for Tom Brady and let those guys up front on the defensive line try to get to that quarterback and, and, and throw him off, off beat. And let's talk a little bit more about the quarterbacks. Let's start with uh let's talk let's talk about the local the local guy, the Exton native, 
Penn Charter grad Matt Ryan. Um, just with the way he's been playing, and you talked about the fact that you know he, it. I, I personally, I think he's got the MVP. I, I think he's got that trophy locked. Uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just the way he's played, he's been out of his mind this season. Do you put with the way he's played this season and what he's done, his body of work so far? Do you put him on the level of that top tier of quarterbacks? No, and I'll tell you why. And it's not a knock because when you talk about the top tier, for me, the top tier has to account for longevity at that at that position. You have to be up there for a while. You have to be in championship games, win championship games, perform at a very high level consistently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and while Ryan had a tremendous year this year, he certainly looks like he's on his way mm-hmm. to being one of those guys. Um, I would say if you talk Brady, who obviously has multiple titles, you talk um, Rodgers, who I think has, has done it mm-hmm. uh, about as well as anybody and has a, a, a title. Um, and I, I would put... Um, I, you know, I would put Roethlisberger there too. Okay. He's a multiple yeah. Super Bowl winner, mm-hmm. even though it might be easy to look at where they are now and say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. I would put him there. But I would say Matt Ryan is certainly hard charging. And what we saw this year, what we saw him do this year was uh, just grab it and take mm-hmm. it and, 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 and pull his team to a, a level that I did not expect Atlanta to be uh, so dynamic this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that team – uh, it surprised me a little bit. And we saw what the team did against the Eagles, yeah. and uh, that looks nothing like the team we've seen <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Definitely night and day, night and day. So, gi- mm-hmm. given what you said, and 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 that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. So, let me ask you, mm-hmm. ask you this: Do you think Matt Ryan does Matt Ryan have to win this game to put him in that in that top tier? And would you put him in that top tier if he were to win this uh, win this game? No, I think it's bigger than the game. I think I need to see it, you know, going into 2017, 2018, because it's only fair that I measure him the same way I measure the other guys, okay. the, the the aforementioned guys. Uh, you know, Big Ben didn't do it in one year after his first championship, and mm-hmm. Brady certainly didn't after his first championship. It was a long time ago, early in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say, I would say it's a, it's a. Um, process may i use that word <laughs> sorry it's word of the it's day a process you know? but again but again i mean the, the guy threw for what almost five thousand yards mm-hmm. he threw for under double digits and picks i think he had seven picks uh and none have come in the postseason for matt ryan so he has taken great care of the football he's done everything you need him to do but i would say that if you're talking about top tier mm-hmm. i would say um i would say just let let it continue to marinate a little bit let's not rush to that okay. and just let him continue to play and play well okay well Speaking of a quarterback who is on that top tier, who might be at the top of the tier, that brings mm-hmm. you to, that brings you to Tom Brady, who's had a uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's had a year, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the, just the yeah. way that the way that it started, the way that it is now that it looks like it is going to end. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. How nervous do you think Roger Goodell is right now about the possibility? <laughs> that he has to hand a Lombardi trophy to Tom Brady. Isn't it amazing how um, <laughs> this, 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 you know, the flaky thing uh, mm-hmm. developed. And now here we are all these months later. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's like, Oh boy. It's like, you know, it's time to maybe face the guy mm-hmm. that uh, you, they, they had such a um, combative, I'll say, mm-hmm. although not necessarily face to face directive. Uh, directly combative uh, relationship where they've been on the opposite sides of one of the most um, 
controversial, I guess, decisions or mm-hmm. uh, turns of event is probably a better way to put it in the NFL. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Rod, Roger Goodell uh, will handle it the way a commissioner is supposed to handle it. I think everybody on the outside will make memes and mm-hmm. and things like that uh, and caught up in the in the euphoria of the moment. And I'm sure Tom Brady, who is clearly the ultimate competitor, will take um, you know a great great thrill in the fact that here he missed the first four games of the season because of suspension. At the end of the season, he's standing on the throne. So I think uh, I think they'll be I think both guys will handle it like pros uh, before, during, and after, as they're asked about it before, mm-hmm. during, and after, or not necessarily during the uh, the presentation, but before and after. Mm-hmm. But um, but. I think it'll be left to those uh, people in in uh, social media and what oh, have yeah. you to uh, to create their crying Jordan yeah, oh, yeah. type I, scenarios. I was just about will. to say the, the, cry, <laughs> the crying jo- Jordan pictures will be epic. No and Michael Jordan wins. is and Michael Jordan is box office, exactly. and there'll be a generation of people soon enough who will, who will know him as <laughs> the crying Jordan. It, 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 it's fun, it, it's funny how that it doesn't works. seem fair. One, one, it doesn't seem fair. One of the winningest <laughs> basketball players, one of the winningest athletes of all time, his face is synonymous with losing. You know, whether whether yeah, a team loses, yeah, right. That doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> well, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, man, who's never lost in a, in a championship in a championship round. You know what? Two, yeah. what? Two two gold medals, six championships. His face is synonymous with losing. Yeah, yeah. And if and in fifteen years from now, you'll say Michael Jordan to somebody, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, that's the guy in the picture." That's that. Yeah, that's that. That's you that. Know? That's that guy. That, that loser guy we always see on. Yeah. <laughs> in people. <laughs> but you know, well, I'm glad. I'm glad I got to see him play, so yeah. I can appreciate exactly the, uh, exactly the great talent that he was. But yeah, that, that's an unfortunate. Side effect, I suppose, of the the craze in social media oh, yeah. for him, anyway. For oh, him. Yeah. Uh, let me bring it back. Uh, let me bring it back to Tom Brady for a second. Had a very interesting conversation last week with uh, with Steve Weissman of the NFL Network, and I asked him basically where where did he put Tom Brady as far as the greatest of all time with us saying with us establishing that you know. Uh, most people perceive the greatest quarterback of all time being Joe Montana. And he said that he put Brady ahead of Montana because, get, you know, although Montana never lost in the Super Bowl, you know, Brady got there so many times that that kind of, that, that, that has to count for something. Now, where, uh, so I want to, I want to pose that question to you. Where do you, uh, put Tom Brady at? You know, are you, do you fall in line with the people that kind of that still don't put him, aren't ready to even consider that he might be better than Montana? Or do you think you know what, having seen him, you know, for so long and do what he's done done for so long, can can you make that comparison? Would you make that comparison? Well, um, first I would say that my all-time favorite quarterback conversation mm-hmm. um, is probably multi-layered. Meaning, there were the guys I watched during my formative stages as a fan when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I watched it strictly as a fan because I was not in the television news sports industry. Mm-hmm. And so, I, because what happens when you get into that is you watch it differently. Because yeah. I, I, first of all, I, I got older and understood the game better, mm-hmm. and so I watched the game differently. But as a fan, as a as a youth growing up and watching football, it was strictly uh, based on you know how much I enjoyed the player's performance. Now, having said that, 
So for me, uh, going back even to those formative years, a guy that I would put at or near the top, and Montana certainly among those guys, is uh, my guy is John Elway, mm-hmm. who I don't think gets enough mm-hmm. uh, in, in that conversation, enough credit in that conversation. John Elway was a terrific dual-threat quarterback. Those legs were deadly. We saw his, his big plays over the years, even if you didn't watch him play when he, when he was active. You've seen highlights in like, all likelihood of his big plays, folks have. Um, and I believe he did, and getting to those Super Bowls that he did not win until you know, later, mm-hmm. uh, I believe he did uh, uh, far more with less than Montana did. And I love Joe Montana. I saw Joe Montana work like a magician and do mm-hmm. tremendous things. I was a big Notre Dame fan at the time. Mm-hmm. So when Joe Montana was playing college football, I was a huge Montana uh, fan. So um, so when he went to the NFL, I was really thrilled at, at his um, his rise to greatness after being a third-round pick. But uh, as far as um, Montana goes, you look at that San Francisco organization and team, it was a juggernaut. I mean, it was well-run. He had Hall of Famers around him. The defense, which doesn't get talked about enough, was tremendous. And they had some tremendous had Hall of Fame players on the, on that defense mm-hmm. as well, and players that were not Hall of Fame caliber who were outstanding players. So, whereas with Elway, I thought Elway uh, clearly made everybody around him a better player, including the three amigos, those receivers. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so having gotten that out of the way, I just want to get, just tell you how I stood with, with John Elway. Mm-hmm. Uh, your question is about uh, Montana and Brady. Um, I have to give Tom Brady so much credit when Brady came out. I wasn't as 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 much of a fan of following the draft back then, mm-hmm. but but I grew into more of a um, uh, my interest in the draft grew a lot more mm-hmm. uh, after Brady came out. But I, when I watched him in my early days of trying to figure out what makes a good player and what makes a bad player, um, I had great uh, Brady rather I graded Brady as a third round pick. Now that doesn't mean I'm smart. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, because he should have been the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, as he ascended as a pro, I said, oh, okay, maybe I kind of understand a little bit about who Tom Brady was at Michigan. Remember, he wasn't a full-time four-year starter, and no. he shared mm-hmm. time. Um, so, uh, but I, I liked what I saw from him, and in trying to project, which is what you have to do, I said, I think if this guy just gets into a good environment where um, he has good coaching, and you can say that about any player, and a lot of times mm-hmm. players don't get that good coaching. Uh, he's gotten great coaching as it turned out, and he's blossomed tremendously, of course, into a Hall of Fame, all-time great player. So I would say Tom Brady because when I look at that team and those different teams, how the faces have changed in key areas in the backfield with him, running back, uh, on the offensive line, uh, at tight end, at receiver. Um, they've taken guys from defense and played them on offense, offense, and this guy, all he does is turn out yards, touchdowns, and wins. And so for me, I would have to say Tom Brady is the number one guy because of ultimate success. He's led his team to championships, and he has made players around him consistently better, and the faces have changed tremendously over his time there. It's not the same crew. It's not the same two or three receivers or primary receiver. It changes all the time. Gronk's out, no problem. Tom's in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I just have so much respect for what Brady's done. So I would say Brady – Number one, but Elway for me still would be like one A or two. Okay, so so given given everything that you said about Tom Brady, let me let me kind of mm-hmm. pivot the conversation a little bit and say, given Bra- uh, Brady's 
his contributions, what he has meant to the Patriots' success. The one guy who's also been there, all, you know, all, all, that whole way has been their coach, uh, Bill Belichick. So, right, how much credit do you give him, and and how and where do you put him now in in that con- in the conversation of greatest coaches ever? Well, I would say I would say it's you have to look at it not just those two, but you have to go right to the top because that mm-hmm. sets the tone for everything. Yeah. And the ownership. Mm-hmm. You look at NFL teams that have sketchy ownership; they're not winning football games, certainly not consistently. Maybe a good season here or there, but not consistent consistent ownership. And by good ownership, what I mean is putting a plan in place takes us back to what we said about the Sixers mm-hmm. being consistent and sticking to it through thick and thin, mm-hmm. and putting the right people in place to lead the players and the players on the field to do the job and and it's not easy to do which is why you see a lot of NFL teams struggle some consistently struggle because they just don't have enough of those components in place to to be successful so when you talk about New England Kraft is number one Belichick was a home run touchdown slam dunk that nobody saw coming because if you recall he had that brief time in Cleveland there was nothing to write home about about his uh, time in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but it turns out he goes to New England. Organization is strong and solid, developed into that under Kraft, over, over, with Robert Kraft over time, and, um, and it works. And you can tell, the, to me, the best way, JB, that you can tell that that organization is true to itself is when they bring in players from other organizations mm-hmm. and how those players acclimate. Players with asterisks on their resume, players mm-hmm. with some problems in other places mm-hmm. come in fall in line and play football. They become tremendous foot soldiers in the program. And it's uh, and that's why it works, man. You got order, you have discipline, you have direction, you have consistency, and ultimately that equals trust. And for me, Belichick's a huge part of it because he touches the players every day. Mm-hmm. He has his hands on the product, but he has an owner that, um, that, that instills it all, that puts it into place, that trusts those guys. I'm sure rewards those guys handsomely. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a machine. And it, I'm envious of it because when you look at that, man, you say, wow. For me, I, I was looking at uh, New England playing the playoffs the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking of, um, of uh, at the same time, what's going on is, is you know, there are different coaches around the league looking for head coaching. You know, teams are filling vacancies and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, I said, wow, when a guy goes into, say, San Francisco, mm-hmm or goes into Los Angeles to talk to the Rams. Uh, I said, that really, the only question, or the first question anyway, that I want to ask this guy, maybe the most pertinent question, if I'm hiring for that job as a head coach, if I'm hiring a head coach, is tell me your strategy to bring what the New England Patriots have in Foxborough to this city. <laughs> Go. Uh, I can uh, see what uh, offense yeah. you want. I can see that on TV. <laughs> I can see what offense. I know what oh. your resume says. I know where else you coached. Who's your choice of defensive coordinator, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, all that stuff. I, I can look at him on tape and see what he does too. But I want to know your plan. How are you going to bring that to me? And I wonder, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall to hear that conversation. To hear those answers. I, I, think I would love to be. I think you'd hear a lot of, well, hey, thanks for bringing me in. Uh, you know, yeah. thanks for the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, I, you know. Because I mean, because because as as an owner, that's what mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. I, it's I mean, available. I don't even... Obviously, one team's done it. Why can't I do it too? And it's not it. It's it's honestly when you when you see the success that the New England Patriots have, you understand that that's not that's not an answer that you can BS your way through. Through you know, it's yeah. like you that that's it. That was that is a real plan. That is a real you yeah. know. 
you know, you can, there, you know, everyone knows, you know, like we, we all know, you know, you can talk your way through certain things, but a question, a question like that is not a question that you can really, that you can just, you know, fool your way through. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to think that that is a question that would just take so many people off guard. Like I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here now and I'm like, I, I wouldn't know how I would yeah. answer that. I wonder how many coaches would be prepared to answer that question mm-hmm. in an interview setting. Oh, they're prepared with their big books to tell you about their offense and how mm-hmm. they're going to run this and that and this, what kind of quarterback they need. And those are important factors, but it's not the most important one for me if I'm hiring. No, I understand. No, it, and, and, and nor nor should it be. Nor should it be. I mean, we, we you know, we sat here and we've watched and covered a team, you know, that at times in the past have – have called themselves the gold standard, but that you know, even now, when you look at when you look at New England, what you see is the difference between a team that has called themselves the gold sta- the golden standard, to a team that truly is the golden standard. You know, and New England doesn't have to call themselves that. You just know it. Yeah. You know you yeah. you you know the difference. You, I mean, it, it's just there. You know, the proof you know, is JP, the they, the, they, they score touchdowns and they don't act like it's their first time. They, mm-hmm. they act like they've been there before mm-hmm. again and again. It's it's basic stuff like that because because you know that if you if you if you go outside the bounds of the program, then you probably won't be there. You're not mm-hmm. welcome there. And and it's and it's just man, it's a great it's a great it'll be a great team to have as your team. It is definitely. Man, could you imagine for over a decade, decade and a half roughly since Brady got there, a little more than that. Just would you? What if that were your team? Oh man! Couldn't tell me anything, man. I, I, you know every, what? Every fan wants that. You, I, I can't, you know. I can't, you know. Uh, people thought I was hard. People thought I was. Uh, I, it was hard to deal with me in that one season after the Phillies won a championship. Give <laughs> Give me four championships. Give me four football <laughs> yeah. championships, and Bring see. Nobody would want to talk to me ever. You know. I would have done this podcast a long time ago. It's like the teams I love is great. That's all I need to say. Thanks for coming out. That 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 would be the podcast. My football team is the greatest football team ever, and nobody can argue with me. Thank you for coming out. I'll see you next week. You know, that, that would be that, yeah. that would be the conversation. And then here they are now. Here, here they are now. About to you know about to play in what is now what I guess they're set their this their nucleus this nucleus the Brady Belichick you know, team about to play in their seventh, seventh Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So as we are, you know, Phenomenal. As, Phenomenal. as as we're starting Super Bowl week and you know, everything that is, that is coming up over the next week, let me ask you, how much of a fan are you to the buildup of, of the Super Bowl? You know, given all the, the, the pomp and circumstances, you know, media day is coming up the endless press conferences and things like that. You know, football is going to be on. You know, there's there's going to be football, you know, every day. And you know, Roger Goodell has successfully pretty much made a TV event out of every aspect now of of this week. And like, like how how much of a fan are you of of all of this? Well, if it's here's the thing, if it's your team or a team that you have particular interest in. Um, I think it's, or that I have particular interest in, I'd say, um, let's say for the Eagles, for obvious reasons, I have an interest in that because I've covered the Eagles for mm-hmm. so long. Um, then, or if it's Cowboys who have that kind of, even if you're not a fan, mm-hmm. the universal appeal, 
uh, an NFC East team, Redskins, uh, Giants. Um, you know, if it's if it's Jacksonville, probably a little bit tougher to sit mm-hmm. through two weeks, yeah. just because they don't have the universal appeal. But um, when it when when the team has storylines and things like that to kind of uh, keep it interesting, I'm I'm fine with the, the two weeks the mm-hmm. two week break and that second week obviously being the the major build up week. So I'm okay with it then. Uh, I used to be a big fan of the one week between the games. Just mm-hmm. get right to it, just because uh, the two weeks off. It, you know, I, I likened it to the college football end of, end of the regular season mm-hmm. and before the bowl games. You know, obviously that was a much more exaggerated break. But I want to get right to it. You know what yeah. I mean? You come off a championship, conference championship weekend. Okay, because we're so programmed and conditioned throughout mm-hmm. the course of the season to get right to it. But I understand why that's not the case, why the one week off is, is not the case. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's so much in, in a growth sport like the NFL, there's so much to be gained by having the two weeks. So I'm okay with it. I put up with it as a fan because, um, you know, it'll be here in due time. And, mm-hmm. um, and in the case of, uh, of this year's matchup, with the Falcons and the um, and, and the Patriots, the Patriots are a team that we're obviously, and when I say we, I, I guess I could, I'm speaking for the generic fan, the general fan, mm-hmm. is uh, extremely um, familiar with. Uh, but, you know, a year like this, maybe a team like the Falcons because they're not the household team that we're used to seeing play at this, play this deep into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Gives you a little, bit time, a little bit more time to get to know some of the players through coverage. So I think that's a good thing, too. Okay. Now, we we Every year we watch Media Day, and there's always some sort of storyline, there's you know craziness. And a couple a couple of years ago, uh, we were treated to Marshawn Lynch, and you saw, and he wasn't really into it, you know. Right. He, and you know, we we all know the one-liners and everything, and he mm-hmm. he caught a lot of flack, you know. And there were people talking about how how he made a mockery of the event. And that was something I, I personally did not agree with because I was watching Media Day and I'm watching midgets. I'm watching cartoon characters, you know, people dressed in, you know, farm animals or whatever, asking some of the dumbest questions. And to me, for, for me, it's like Marshawn Lynch not wanting to talk was so, you know, min, you know minimal to me. You know, especially compared to what you're, you know, what you've seen happen to Media Day over the, you know, the last couple of years. And I just like, what do, what do you think of what, like, what Media Day has become so far, you know, over the last well, couple of years? Yeah, there's some silliness and stuff like that attached to it. Has been has been for years. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't mind it as much. I mean, I look at it this way too. There's so much more exposure given to it now mm-hmm. with uh, social media and what have you. So many different outlets to put it out there. You can go on ten different websites and see the same clip from that day mm-hmm. ten times, covered seven or eight different ways. So, I think that has created a, this uh, this feeling of oversaturation because the exposure to it is so much greater than it was, say, twenty years ago, mm-hmm. when you'd see it on a sports network here or there or your local station here or there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that probably has contributed to that that kind of a, a feeling. A, a, as it relates specifically to, say, a Marshawn Lynch, um, you know, I, I believe that if you're going to show up, it's, uh, it's proper to participate. And as a player, I would look at it as an opportunity as an investment in your future. And that's how I would lay it out mm-hmm. to a player. And the player still might say, well, I don't care about that. And that's fine. But I would have to explain to this, though, hey, you have an opportunity on the grandest stage of all. Now, you're already a, a, a well-paid player 
who gets an incredible amount of exposure, who's a fan favorite, your jerseys are selling off the rack, et cetera, et cetera. But here's an opportunity to really in, indulge yourself in the full experience of the Super Bowl and to take this opportunity to pr project yourself to masses unheard of in any other sport in any, any other way. And you have an opportunity to establish yourself in some form or fashion this week, at media day perhaps, in a way that can set you up. And, 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 and maybe a whole new demographic or clientele of the audience will view you in a way that you never would have had the opportunity to have them view you had you not taken advantage of this investment opportunity. And so uh, I, think it's, it's, I think it's a lost opportunity. I thought it was a lost opportunity. He did the thing about it. I showed up, only that I was fine, didn't mm -hmm. want to be fine, et cetera, et cetera. And that got played and got played and got played. But I just wonder how much he could have gained um, and I know he, I think he's had a reality show on TV. I haven't seen it, but I believe he has a reality show. But I just think it's an opportunity to maybe put down a down payment on your future career outside of football. Okay. All right. Well, look, but before we let you go, I just want to ask one last question about this, about this game coming up in a, a week from Sunday. How exciting do you think this matchup will be? I'm not going to ask you for a prediction still because it's just too early for that right now. But right, how exciting right. will this, do you think this matchup will be? Well, uh, I like both teams a lot. I, I really, you know, the quarterback, Tom Brady, I, we, we've gone over that. Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan is on fire. And with those weapons, I, I believe that both offenses will be able to do some things. Now, like I said, I have a great deal of respect for Bill Belichick. And I, and I just believe that that defense will find some ways to make it difficult for Ryan to do against anything close to what he did against uh, the Patriots to do to the Patriots anything close to what he did against the Packers. And if, uh, and if, the, um, if, the, de if the Falcons defense can get up there and, and I said throw those receivers out of rhythm, man, it's key because if Brady has time, he'll hit those guys. They'll get wide open. Those cross routes will kill you. Yeah. And, um, so, but I, I believe we'll have a highly competitive game. I believe the offenses will show themselves. I don't believe mm -hmm. that this will be a thing where the defenses shut them down. I don't see a 17-14 you know, type game. I believe the offenses will uh, – will be impressive in this game. But, yes, I'm not ready to give a prediction. I believe we'll be competitive, and I believe we'll see both quarterbacks perform well. All right. All right. Well, look, spent, just, spent, just spent an hour. Yeah, hour. This last hour, you have been – people listening. It flew by. It flew by. It and flew the by. people listening, your, your life has been made better by all this knowledge that Ron Burke has dropped on you in this past hour. And you can get more of this on his podcast. So, Ron, why don't you tell us about what is going, what people can expect from, from your podcast, what it's going to be called, where can people find it. Uh, just tell us all about it. Well, it's called Any Given Sports Day. I was okay. going to say Sunday, didn't you? Yeah, Any yeah. Given Sports Day. <laughs> I figured a, a, a lawyer might step in if you tried that. I don't, you know. Yeah, we probably don't want to go there. Yeah. It's called any any given sports day, and I, I'll do the uh, the podcast with my my friend Jason Ashworth. So we'll be co-hosting it, and our first guest, uh, scheduled guest, is Randall Cunningham. So I'll go back to my roots with the the Randall show from back in the day. Yeah, that that, that might I, be that that I, I, I look that that I can see how that could be a good substitute. I wasn't available <laughs> when uh, Wednesday that you're doing it, and you know, and I'm really sorry about that. But I was I, I'm glad that you were able to find someone who I, I guess could be a suitable replacement. I, I guess so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you you were one A on the list. Uh, I, I, does, that, does that make you feel okay? Yeah, thank thank you, Ron. I appreciate no that, problem. man. No problem. 
So it'll be uh, new episodes each Wednesday on wildfireradio.com. You'll also be able to download it on iTunes soon, and uh, you'll be able to stream episodes at the beginning of February 1st on iTunes as well. So, so we're up and running. This will be our first episode coming up on a Wednesday of next week leading into the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll have Randall as our guest. Any given sports day. Any any given sports day with Ron Burke, mm-hmm. first guest Randall Cunningham. Um, just, just you know, you better than me, cause let me tell you something. I, I've I've told I've told people, you know, that you know when you work in this business, you 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 meet certain people, and they want you to be professional. And I mm-hmm. and I think for the most part, I, I've, I, I've I've tried, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, but I've I've let people know. The, the day I meet Randall Cunningham will be the day that all goes out the window. You know, it's, really? it's, it's, I, I might cry. You know, <laughs> if, 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 if it was my show, you, you, that, that's what you would hear. You would hear me fighting back tears. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Randall Cunningham. Well, I'll tell you, um, he's, uh, you know, all these years later, he's uh, yeah. his presence is still felt in this definitely, town. And, definitely. And that's one of the things we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. How he has his presence has just uh, resonated through you know generations uh, of, of fans, and and one thing our show will do, JB, is we'll talk about players, we'll talk about teams, we're also going to going to talk about you know because these things interconnect obviously players and teams, but mm-hmm. you can't really discuss sports in 2017 and even in the 21st century without talking about how it affects real life. So yeah. we'll talk yeah. players, teams, and life, and so we'll incorporate that in our discussions and how it impacts not just on the field, but off the field, uh, maybe some of the motivations for why things happen on the field that can be mm-hmm. tied to real-world experiences. And so we'll talk to Randall about football, of course. We'll also talk to him about his present-day life as, as a pastor mm-hmm. and, um, and some of the other things that, um, that he, he's into and, and has, uh, has done since his playing days. So looking forward to it. It should be fun. All right. Well, look, just want to thank my good friend Ron Burt from Any Given Sports Day formerly a CSN Philly, Channel 10, NBA TV, all, and all that stuff. Hey, Ron, thank you for coming on the show with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Wish you the best, man. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.